Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. You can't join God's church. You have to be born into God's church. Well, we got to move on. Not only did creation have a beginning, but point number two, y'all still with me? Say amen. God created the universe again in verse one. Look at it again in verse one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, we call this a divine fiat. Fiat? Decree. F-I-A-T. Fiat, divine fiat, a divine decree. God spoke to the heavens and God spoke the earth into existence and God spoke the plant to the plant life and the animal life and God created the heavens and the earth and the world did not create itself. It was created by God. And remember I told you last week that you need to remember the, the Hebrew word for create is bara. If you Don't have it written down. Write it down now. Bara, B-A-R-A, bara. Bara means to create something or to make something from nothing. God created the universe out of nothing. No material, no stuff. God made matter from non-matter. God created the world without pre-existing materials. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 3 tell us, For by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things that are seen were not made of the things which are invisible. Romans chapter 4 tells us, God is the one who calls into existence that which does not exist. Now, I know, listen, I want to deal with this so bad. First and second, I was chomping at the bit. Because this verse is so, Romans chapter 4 is so taken out of context. God calls that which be not as though it is. Who knows what I'm talking about? Call that which be not as though it is. That means you get the call into existence of pink, pink pur- purple, polka dot Cadillac. Because God, God can speak the word and he can make whatever he wants. So, so can you people use this verse and say that. that and that's where positive confession comes from. To speak not, speak as those things which be not as though they were. That's where it comes from. That is so far out of context and so, so wrong. We don't have the power to, your, listen, if there's one thing you need to learn from this sermon, take this home, okay? You're not God. You are not God. You don't get to speak 
into existence. You get to pray and ask for God's good and perfect will be done. And he, he's your father and you're his child. He knows what's best for you. And like a father would a child, I know what's best for you. I'll give you that if I think that's good for you. And I won't give it to you if I don't. But Romans chapter 4, we have the Bible tells us that God is the one who calls into existence, talking about creation, those things which be not as though they were. God created the world out of nothing, not out of himself. He didn't create the world out of himself. God is separate from creation. And should the universe perish and dissolve, God will remain. He is separate. So God created the heavens and the earth, and then God spoke to Adam. And Adam showed up. And then Adam went to sleep. You know the story. And Adam woke up. And when Adam woke up, there was Eve. And Adam said, she is fine. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. You know you get the spirit with yes. And then Adam, you know the story, and Eve disobeyed the commandment of God, and then there was the fall, and the fall introduced death into the world. But the point here is that God created everything from nothing. Now listen, let's go back. Look, watch me. Stay with me. Let's go back to eighth grade science class which is probably college-level material now. We were taught, and y'all know, we were taught that everything is made up of what? Y'all don't know this? Hold on. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, hold on. Everything was made up of atoms. Okay. I'm going to get y'all a pass on that one, all right? I'm going to try it again. We know... And we were taught everything is made up of. And in the nucleus of an atom uh, are protons and neutrons. Electrons are spinning around the nucleus of an atom. You can't see an atom with the naked eye. And even if you break down the atom, you're dealing with energy. You still can't see it. So the further you get into science, the more you discover that everything that is made cannot be seen. Abraham Lincoln said, I can see how it is possible for a man to look down at a man on the earth and be an atheist seeing man, but I can't conceive of how a man can look up into the heavens and declare that there is no God. When Psalm, I'll wait while you clap your hands. I will. I'll wait. Where Psalm 19 tells us the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmness showeth his handiwork. Day unto day they utter speech and night unto night they do show forth knowledge. So every time that you look up in the sky, it tells you that there is a God. Because in order to have a creation, you must have a creator. You can't have a watch without a watch maker. You can't have a pair of shoes unless you have a what? Cobbler. Now, I ain't talking about peach. So I'm like, cobbler, what's that? Some of y'all said shoemaker. Yeah, well, back in the day, we called it cobbler. I'm aging myself, dating myself. We called it cobbler. Don't y'all remember? Who remembers cobbler? Who remembers cobbler? I should have tried that second service. Cobbler, that's a shoemaker. 
You can't have a pair of shoes without a shoemaker or a cobbler, and you can't have creation without a creator. And the Bible says that every time that we look up in the sky, we, we should think of God because he is the creator as we look at creation. When you look at the tree, you say, oh, there must be God because the tree had to have someone or something to create it. So the heavens declare, David, the sweet psalmist David is telling us, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day, they utter speech. The sky is talking. The trees are talking. Don't you understand when the trees start, shoo, shoo. Like yesterday, they were really doing that. All my lights went out. God was having chatting it up yesterday, wasn't he? <laughs> was chatting it up. The lights went out and everything. I was eating my veggie chips, and I went, whoa. The cable went out and everything. I want to do now. <laughs> the heavens declare the glory of God in the firmament show his handiwork. Did you know the diameter of the earth around the equator is 7,926.6 miles. The earth's circumference is about 25,000 miles. The weight of the earth is 6 million, 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 million tons. Scientists tell us the earth is spinning at 1,000 miles per hour on a 23 and a third degree axis. The earth travels through space 19 miles per second. That's 66,000 miles per hour. That's 1,000 times faster than most travel down 440. I said most. Right? The earth flies approximately 5 million miles every year. The sun's diameter is 866,000 miles from one side to the other. Scientists say you can fit 1 million earths into the sun. The sun is small compared to the star Antares in the galaxy. You can fit, get this, 64 suns in Antares. The Milky Way is about 10,000 light years thick. The center of the Milky Way is 30,000 light years dense. It's 100,000 light years in diameter. That means to travel the length of the Milky Way, it would take 100,000 years traveling at 186,000 miles per second. That's light speed. I've received, and I'm sure that most of you have probably seen it flying around the internet, no pun intended, flying around the internet, the, that, that, that story on NASA, who, who, who they're showing, let me have my slide, who's showing the, 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 the hand of God. Have you seen that? And, and they, NASA was able to capture this image, uh, 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 which looks like uh, a hand among the stars. And they tell us this image is a picture of a star that exploded 17,000 light years away. It spins seven times a second. And they got this picture from a telescope called New Star. You can Google it yourself and get more information about it. But what I believe, honestly, I believe this is God's way of showing us that he is still involved in the universe. 
I really do. I think it's God's way of showing us that and telling us that. And then Psalm 33, verse 6 through 9 tells us, By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and all of the hosts of them by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the seas together as a heap. He lays up the deep in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord, and let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. You know Carl Sagan? You heard that name? Carl Sagan? A devout atheist. He had a TV show a while ago called Cosmos. In the show, Mr. Sagan would repeat the word aphorism. Cosmos is all that is, or ever was, or ever will be. Mr. Sagan adamantly described the universe as being eternal. He said there was nothing greater than the universe and nothing outside the universe. Listen, Christians do not believe that the universe is eternal. God is eternal. God was before all things and everything had its beginning in God. So then the question that we've all been asked, probably your children have asked you, who created God? Well, then who created God? Well, listen, no one. No one created God. No one. God, write this down, is uncaused. He is uncaused. That means that God had no beginning. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. He is the only being whose existence is not contingent on someone or something. And you have may, may have heard the phrase intelligent design. Intelligent design. Intelligent design is a scientific theory which says certain features of the universe are best explained by an intelligent cause. And they are not the result of undirected chance-based process. Well, listen, the phrase God created tells us God is an intelligent designer. And only an intelligent designer could create a just right universe. Write this down. Our universe is a just right universe. The universe has a just right gravitational force. The universe has a just right speed of life. light. Are you listening? The universe has a just right average distance between the stars. The universe has a just right polarity of the water molecules. If it were greater, the heat of fusion and vaporization wouldn't allow for life. If it were smaller, the heat of fusion and vaporization wouldn't allow for life. Liquid would become too inferior a solvent and ice would not float and that would lead to a runaway freeze up. Listen, we have a just right universe and there is no chance that a just right universe could create itself just right. Am I right? We have an intelligent designer. Point number three, God owns everything. Verse one. Because God is in the beginning and he created the heavens and the earth, that means he owns it. Everything belongs to him. It's his. He's the Lord of all creation. Don't we sing about it? Psalm 24, 1. The earth is the Lord in all of his fullness. The world and all those who dwell therein, for he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Isaiah 40, 12, write it down, tells us who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and measured heaven 
with a span. In Hebrew culture, a span is this. This is a span. So God, according to Isaiah, is telling us that God measures the heavens with his fingers like this. And, and, and Isaiah tells us that, that he calculates the dust of the earth. Isaiah 40, 12. He calculates the dust of the earth in measure. Who can do that? Who can know? You can go to the beach, grab yourself up a handful of sand. You can't count the granules. The Bible says he knows the very number of hairs on your head. Now, for me, that would not be hard to know. <laughs> Amen. Where my brother's at? Where my brother's at? Come on, where my brother's at? We're going to form us a club. We ain't got to be black to be in there. I want my brothers. It's just the Ball Brothers Club. Amen. We're going to do this thing. But you can't know what number is the, in, 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 in a handful of sand. The Bible says God measures the dust of the earth. Isaiah 45, 12 tells us, I made the earth and created man on it. I, my hands, stretched out the heavens and all their hosts I've commanded. God absolutely owns everything. He is bigger and greater than all of his creation. Did you know that when you take a deep breath, you just inhaled 150 million air molecules, molecules that Jesus made? Did you know that we leak a trillion atoms every one millionth of a second? So right now, atoms are leaking out from your very being. So by the time we leave here, we are literally all over each other. Some of y'all like getting your sanitizer going. Y'all say, see you later. See? You want a hug? No. That's okay. We'll do a distant hug. Don't touch me. We serve an awesome God. Yes, we do. We serve an awesome God. We serve a smart God. Intelligent. I like intelligent people. God is intelligent. There's a reason for everything. Finally, point number four, we finish up here. Our existence and the existence of the world has a purpose. Everything on the earth has a purpose, a goal, a reason for being. If God did not create the world, then everything is aimless and purposeless, and we are just living on a hunk of rock. If everything around us, including us, is a result of random and meaningless occurrences of circumstances, and God has nothing to do with our existence, then that says something about who we are and where we are and where the whole universe is going. I want you to go with me to Acts 17. I'm going to leave you right here. Acts 17, travel with me if you will. Acts 17, I want you to look at right about verse, uh, turn quick, let me hear those pages turning, Acts chapter 17, and look at verse right around verse 22, we're going to peruse it together, and um, 
and uh, we won't look at every verse, but just, just, just look through it with me, if you will. A few verse 22, uh, 23, uh, through verse uh, 28. Acts 17, Paul is standing on the Areopagus, uh, the Mars Hill in Athens, and he's talking to the intellectuals of the day. And Paul says, I was walking around looking at the pagan temples, kind of looking verse 22, 23 with me and you'll catch up. Paul says, I was walking around looking at the pagan temples and I noticed one that was dedicated to the unknown God. Paul said, this is the one that I want to talk to you about. Look at verse 28. In him, we live and move and what? And have our being. In other words, God is inescapable. And isn't it true? Men try to live out their days ignoring and escaping God. When God stands at the end of every path, I might even add he's at the beginning of every path. And men explore science and they come to the atom and they come to a mystery. And they don't know where pure energy comes from or what to call it. Astronomers probe into space and they discover galaxies whirling with no observable limit. It has Awesome power. He doesn't know what to label it. Tomorrow, I will be holding my grandson. My daughter-in-law is due for a C-section tomorrow. And the doctors will hand me my, my, my grandson. My, my namesake, he's going to be Rodney. I'm not telling you my middle name. Jay Finch. The third. And uh, I don't know, I'm excited about that. I feel, I feel excited about that. And they're going to, and the doctors, they can't explain where that life comes from. They don't know what made it develop and what produced that little sinner. <laughs> Y'all know I call babies little sinners. Y'all know, Y'all know that baby, listen, in all of his cuteness, that baby's a sinner. Now, y'all don't believe me? When they get to be two, three, four, five, and they, the terrible twos didn't get that name for no reason, okay? The tough threes, what do they call four? Ferocious four. I'm going to make it up. <laughs> but that baby needs Jesus. So when you get a little cute little baby... <laughs> And you're holding that baby, it's all of his cuteness, and oh, it's wonderful tomorrow. Don't get me, don't get me wrong, Pastor Ryan. Y'all know I'm a waterhead. You know it. I'll be like, oh, it's so cute. I can't believe it. I'll be broke up. But the doctors, they don't know what developed that baby, they don't know what produced that little creation. We don't know a tiny fraction of a percent of what there is to be known. It's all a mystery. We're all surrounded by mystery. In the beginning, God is perhaps the grand of all mysteries. What we do know is Paul said, look at verse 23 and 17. To the unknown God, he's talking to these philosophers, the one that you worship ignorantly, to him we, it's him that we proclaim to you. This is the God that most of science tries to eliminate and murder. 
This is the God that the majority of people seek to rule out of their lives, the unknown God, although we know his name. And what's his name, saints? Jesus. Paul tells us in Philippians that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus, somebody help me, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's begin where the Bible begins. In the beginning, God. When you begin where God begins in the beginning, then you understand the world that you live in. And then and only then will you understand life and purpose. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Then you understand that God has a good plan for you and good thoughts towards you. And God's not angry with you. People think God's angry with them. God's not angry with you. God loves you. He loves you so much, he sent his son to die for you. Who would do that? I wouldn't do it. I'm just keeping it real. You wouldn't do it. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. Or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.